Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Recovery Central. Morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Victor. You well? Oh, yes, definitely. Had the second COVID jab this week. That's good. We're going to do something slightly different today because we felt it was time that we explained how we're doing what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing, just as a means of clarification, really. This came about because we undertook to produce a podcast for yeah. Changes UK, which is clearly under the umbrella of rehab and rehab as a gateway to recovery. I think we found a, a pretty varied programme in the end. Yeah, we've got, I was going to say, we've got quite a few bits in there, haven't we? What's yeah, and, and most of it is about the states of mind that people are in around the initial stages of recovery, whether it's just before, whether it's during, or whether it's just after. Yeah. Because that's what we're primarily concerned with. Mm-hmm. And we know, because we've been there mm-hmm. not that long ago, and and certainly in, in terms of your favourite part, Ronnie, which we, we... I wonder, what was your favourite part? Is it the excuses and lies? Is it the weather report? It's Is it the interview? the weather, which um, we never get to hear. Well, we did last week. Oh, we did. We did, we did last we week. Did, we did. We, we did. actually heard the weather yeah. from Bill or Bob or, or Brian or whatever he's called. Well, rehab story. Yes, of This course. is what we're talking about, aren't we? My rehab yeah. story. And if I had my trumpet, which yeah. at the moment is in my friend's loft... I'll um, retrieve it at some stage. If I had my trumpet, I'd be playing you a fanfare right now. Okay. We will talk a bit more about that later on, obviously. The first thing was letters. And these letters were designed to show the state of mind that people are in just prior to going into treatment. Mm-hmm. That was certainly what I was aiming at when I started writing them. And certainly, while these people are still in a, in a state of disease... Mm-hmm and living with the disease and living in the disease. This is not to necessarily mock the disease, it's to expose it. Yeah, it also shows just the exact state of mind and, and the chaos and the mayhem that's going in, yeah. going on in somebody's life or, or, or from an outsider's point of view. You know, just before that, that step over into recovery or you know, into, into yeah. treatment or into rehab, isn't it? So we're going to look at one of those now, um, as per usual. Yeah, right. Dear Jim, Jack and Jess, I'm very worried about my friend. She stays out late every night drinking. I'm not sure she realises how much either. She's often late for work or off sick and I'm very worried she's going to lose her job. Her mum's ill so she's not helping either because she can't. And the dog keeps getting fleas. Her husband's never there because he's in the army. In fact, she doesn't know where he is and he's been gone for two years. This is having a terrible impact upon me because I have to go out drinking with her every night. I try and match her drink for drink to slow her down. I've got a much higher tolerance and I don't have a problem so I can cope. However, it does mean that I have to be off work too because I'm looking after her. I can't look after her mum as well. It's difficult enough because my own kids are getting out of control and I think my husband's having an affair because he won't talk to me. I'm very worried about my friend and the impact she's having on everyone else in her life especially me. I'm at my wit's end. What should I do? Well, it looks codependent, doesn't it? I'm very concerned about my friend, so I'm going to project everything onto my friend. (laughs) Uh, While my friend is a great excuse for me to go out drinking every night. I'll tell you what. Because I can cope. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I can cope. I'll just drink exactly what she's drinking and tell you she's got the problem and I haven't. But I I have to have days off work too because I've got to look after her yeah and I'm astounded at the comment on the mother 
Her mum's ill, so she can't help either. The concern should actually be, can I look after my mum? Not, why isn't my mum not helping? (laughs) So the husband is in the army, been in there for two years. He's been gone for two years. Where he is. Is he still in the army, actually? I wonder. I mean, is he on some secret undercover mission that's going on for a decade or something? And her own husband's not speaking to him. The kids are running right, and the, and her friend's dog has got fleas. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's chaos, and it's insane. That's all it's everything in one, isn't it? But it's a story we know very well, isn't it? I remember projecting things onto other people as if to excuse my own behaviour. And, and this is because I can't think straight, because the alcohol is making my decisions. Not me. Well, we obviously know which one needs to go into the rehab, and I don't think it should go in the same one. But do you think? I don't think it's a given that if the friend goes into rehab, that the other one is going to stop misbehaving. Because I think partly the friend is her excuse and her license to misbehave. Yeah, it could be. So, but you've got you've got to take one out of the equation. And this is very much. I mean, I, I know that I needed to be taken out of society. Yeah. In order to say, yeah. to find any perspective on on this kind of insanity, because yeah. I had this kind of insanity, mm-hmm. and I can't see when I'm in it how insane I look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the middle of this letter we've got, and the dogs keeps getting fleas. Mm-hmm. Well, take them to the vet then. <laughs> it's a case of your life's become unmanageable. But we don't see that unmanageability until we're no, taken away from it and forced us to, to look at it for what it is. It's normal. I mean, who pays the bills? And then we go on to the rehab story. We talk about rehab story. My rehab. No, we're no, we're not. Right. Following that. Um, following that. I've tried. Normally, we'd have an interview. No, we're not rushing into. We're not Come going to talk on. about it twice. Come no. On. We'd normally have an interview, and yeah. obviously we don't have one today. We're doing the show slightly differently. With with that, so far we've had Steve Dixon, the CEO of Changes. We've had Anthony, the director of operations, and we've had a couple of people from around the rooms. And next week we've got guys from Better Happy, mm-hmm. who work as a partner with Changes. It's very important to get a lot of different perspectives and different experiences, particularly with people of of longer term experience of recovery mm-hmm. in that the process is ongoing mm-hmm. it doesn't just happen in rehab and then everything starts again as as you wish it to it's an ongoing process and it never stops yeah I've certainly, I've certainly noticed um, that myself it's not just a case of going through the re, uh, a rehab mm-hmm. and, and then expecting to, to continue life as you left yeah, and I, and I have a drink it's a completely new beginning a new life a new a new way of life, isn't it? Yeah, and definitely. I mean, I'd, I I found when I put the drink down that I had to learn how to do various things around other people. Yeah. And this is why in an interview I want to hear people who've been around for 40 years as well as people who've been around for four. Mm-hmm. Because very much like what one finds in 12-step meetings is you've got that collective experience which is so important in terms of the learning process yeah. and in terms of overall recovery. There will be more to come, and more to come. And the next section we we had was dialogues, where I I wrote a couple of these, and I thought, okay, these are about the thinking process, and these are about the thinking process 
that's still there when the drink and drugs have just yes. been taken away. And when they've just been taken away, I'm still insane. Yeah. I put the drink down, but that didn't make me sane. No. The, the disease in me cannot be addressed until I put the substances down. Once the alcohol, in my case, or the alcohol drugs, or whatever your poison is, once that's out of your system, that is only the beginning. Because for me, alcohol was a symptom. I was the problem. Yeah, definitely. And, and in these dialogues, we've got a direct expression of the way people think and the way people deal with each other when they are at that early stage. Yeah. Isn't it kind of like the, the hardest part, the realisation that you, you can't pick up that drink anymore to help mask the problem? You, you've still got well, the, the problem. Well, the default is taken away. One of the most critical things that rehabs do mm-hmm. is take the substance away and make you look at yourself. Yeah. And it's not a matter of just, we'll send him to rehab for a month and then he's going to come out fixed because that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. And, and this has to take place over time and to give you foundations you do need a couple of years you can't do it in a couple of months no yeah, yeah. and here's one we prepared earlier this is looking at the way two people are fueling each other's well for want of a better word insanity so let's see how this goes That's it. What? I've had enough. I don't see... This is the last time. But what? I... Every bloody time I give you one last chance and look what happens. I just don't see You're what... never going to change, are you? Please, just... Because you don't want to. Please, will you just... And you don't care. Sam. You don't care about me, you don't care about anyone else, you only care about yourself. That's not what I... Just get out of bed. What time is it? Get up. It's half past four. And... I only went... Yes, you got in three hours ago. But... Get up. What the... You asked for that. What, you started shouting at me before it's even light, then you took dishwater in my face I and then you... I can do a lot worse. Yeah? Try me. Stop. You've got some explaining to do. Maybe, but not like this. Maybe? Yeah. Where were you out last night? Out. Is that all you can say? I went out because we argued. I thought you were being unreasonable. I was you... being unreasonable. All I did was forget to pay the gas bill. You know that's not true. Okay, what? You didn't top up the electric either. Oh yeah, I forgot that as well. You forgot, I give up. I was going to do them both today. You were going to? Yes. But when I asked you about the £500 missing from my savings account last night, you decided to throw a fit, storm out the house and spend more of our money on a night out with the lad. I didn't mean to. I never know where you are. I never know what you're doing. And... What? I'm supposed to tell you everything? Well, yes. Isn't that what people do? Like you told me about that weekend spa break with your friends which was actually a bender in Blackpool that wasn't planned pull the other one he's got bells on and I need to see my friends I'm glad you do sometimes and what's that supposed to mean in the beginning we did everything together right yes we had to we had to because no one believed our relationship would last did they not my family your family let alone the rehab people that's true and I didn't want to see anyone else when we get together neither did I And then we moved in together because it was cheaper for both of us. Yeah, so we'd be able to save for the future. Which we started doing, yes? Yeah, but then you started drinking again. I did? Yes. You did too? Yeah, but only because you did. I don't believe you. I really didn't think it was a big deal when he got pissed a couple of times with Donna. You two have always been friends and it 
wasn't like you were drinking like you did before, was it? No, not until you started stressing me out. I started stressing you out? Yes. So you relapsing was okay, but it wasn't okay for me to do it. I didn't start taking drugs as well, did I? Oh, come on. Come on what? It's only been a couple of times. And who's Shirley? Shirley? In your phone. My phone? I've read your messages. You did what? You woke me up when you stumbled in, so I checked your phone. How could you? I don't trust you anymore, John. And I'm supposed to trust you, am I? You're not the man I fell in love with. I'm still me. I don't know what I'm seeing now. To be honest, neither do I. So who is she? She's gay. So she's the same as a male friend. Oh, great excuse. It's not an excuse. You're such a bad liar. Pot. Kettle. So? Just stop, will you? But? Before this gets out of hand. Out of hand? Yes, I admit I've been a bit random recently. I've been struggling a bit at work and I've gotten a bit lazy. But we can work this out, can't we? I suppose so. Though I'm not sure that 4.30am is the best time to be having this sort of conversation, is it? No. We can't give up now. No. Not with the whole world against us. True, it's just that... What? Look, I don't think it matters if we're both drinking. That rehab brought us together, even if they did spend weeks trying to drive us apart. But they were wrong about lots of things, weren't they? They weren't right about everything, no. I just want us to be happy. So, no more shouting? And no more dishwater. Shall I call in sick? I will too. Well, um, there's a toxic relationship. Oh, if ever did hear one, you know. Not doing the suggested things. Only comes out at the end, they got together in rehab. Mm -hmm. So they got together in rehab, everyone said it will never work. Yeah. Everyone said this is a bad idea. Yeah. Everyone said you're going to relapse. Yeah. Everyone said, yeah, everyone says this. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, do it so anyway. we're going to do it anyway because we're right. And prove them all wrong. And, and this is to addicts, alcoholics. Yeah. Now, the one thing I knew when I was early doors was where those kind of decisions were concerned, I hadn't been right and I hadn't listened to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And the thing I had to do in the rehab context was I had to start listening because my solutions had never, had never, never worked. And they've rushed into this relationship and they've just gone hell for leather at yeah. proving to the world that they can do it. Mm -hmm. And yet this is the real conversation that's happened between them at half past four in the yeah, morning. At half four in the morning. And she's chucking dishwater. dishwater. <laughs> and and they're, they're attempting to discuss something they should be discussing in the cold light of day yeah. when they're both calm yeah. and they can look at who did what yeah. and actually why this is happening and why there's been some breakdown in communication. At least let them let, 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 let the other one sober up first or whatever they've got up to. But it looks like there's no communication in the first place. Of course there isn't. You know, he's taking £500 out of the savings because mm. he's decided to go on a bender. Mm -hmm. Then, when they do actually mention relapse, it's I relapsed. Yeah, but you did too. You did first. You first, you first, yeah. you first. And, so, so and, and then you did drugs as well. So, oh, it was only twice. So the problem actually is, 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 is who's done it first. And, and you know, because they've done it first, then it's all right for the next one to do it. I was going to say that the only thing that's missing from this is the, is the drink and drugs. But yeah. actually, it's in there in this one. Yeah, it is. Whatever they've done, wherever they've been, it's not worked. And they're back where they was before. The way that, that we think is what needs to change. And, and it isn't just the fact that the default position has always been... I'll get drunk, then everything will go away. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, there's a pig flying over the cathedral <laughs> that's floating in the air. Oh, there's a unicorn in the back garden. I'll get drunk and it'll go away. Mm. But it never does, and actually the thinking doesn't go away either. And these are two people who are very codependent. Mm -hmm. 
because they're only talking to each other as well, I guess. Yeah, put still. Because it's them against the world. And there's no scope for honesty if it's us two against the world, is there? No, and they're getting very jealous of each other and chipping each other's phones and yeah. making excuses. Well, there's no trust, is there? No, as well as no communication. No. And guess what's next, Ronnie? I don't know. You tell me. Oh. It's your turn, finally. Yeah, it's my. It's, it's the rehab story. Now... This one I started writing out. We I started as, as as just another letter, but in fact I kind of wrote this one, and it, I held it quite dear to my heart because I realised I was writing it, including experiences that I've been through or what I'd seen. Because my brother's also been through rehab, and he's also in recovery, so I've seen from quite a few different angles of of how it can affect other people. Well, it is a family disease, yeah, isn't it? And and I could write about that, and although it's a fictional story there is elements in there that do relate to my own recovery from my point of view being in recovery and also being an outside an outsider watching someone in the family as well also going through recovery i've got quite a, a, a wide angle from partners and family and friends and, and stuff like that so each letter that i wrote in that i've written for this section does have an element of my experience. You sent me two letters, I remember distinctly, when we were setting up. One of them, quite obviously, was going to be included in the Agony Art yeah. section, but the other one I thought we could do more with, which is why I said to you, why don't you write some more? Yeah. Because it was quite clearly a letter from someone who was struggling with dealing with a raging alcoholic. Yes. And you then responded by sending a letter from the raging alcoholic himself. Yes. And from that, we then grew this idea of a story, and we've now yes. got four perspectives. Mm-hmm. And we're now reaching the point, I suppose, where he's going to go into rehab, aren't we? Yes, we are. We're definitely reaching that point, the transition period between the mayhem and the chaos, and you know, the hitting the rock bottom, to then starting that first step to the road of recovery. I thought it was important for you to write it for the simple reason that you've recently been through that process. Uh-huh. So it's direct lived experience that yes. you're dealing with. It's not something that happened 20 years ago, it's something that happened a matter of months ago. It's written as close as parallel as, as can possibly be. I do really enjoy writing for this section of the... I mean, I want more stories like this. Bring me your stories or bring me yourself and tell me what story you want to tell. would be brilliant. And I will find a way to help you tell it. Yeah. Of course, then we come to my baby. Yeah. How on earth did Alicat come about? Well, it stands for Alcoholics, Addicts and Cats. Because plenty of us alcoholics and addicts, whether we are drinking, using or whether we're sober... We have cats. We have And cats. we have dogs. And Balacat is a support group for the cats of alcoholics and addicts, whether they're in the chaos or whether they're in recovery. And of our cats, there's those who've got experience of a recovery owner, a recovery human, should mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. and those that have got experience of chaos. I mean, Reg, for example. Oh, Reg. Reg, of course, has, has this chaotic owners now. Dave and Michelle, whereas his former owner, Marcus, yeah. was very sober. Yeah. Tom has Mike, who's been dry for several years, but it's not clear whether he's sober or not. Well, this is it, isn't it? When you, go, you put his cat flap upside down, didn't you? Well, yes. The, yeah, down. We don't, I don't, have we had that one yet? Uh, I, I, think I, I remember writing it. Yeah, and Lula, she's had a very difficult experience early on, but now she has the ever-reliable Mrs. Johnson. I like to Lula. 
who very much likes I don't know, talking to leaves or something, wasn't it? I love Tom being this kind of down cat and very, oh, the world's against him. But as soon as a lady cat comes on the scene, he's like, oh, his tail perks up and he's just, I've got things planned for him. I was going to say, yeah. And I have, to, I have to admire Reg's yes. blind faith in the fact that someone is going to drink the tea. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he makes it, and he makes it repeatedly. We do actually discover in today's episode that he made the tea twice at someone else's meeting. So let's see how that goes. Something so manifestly serious. I did wonder if... Have no fear, Reg is here. Now why doesn't that fill me with confidence? Who else would you trust to be here? Week in, week out, except when Dave's been arrested. True, but... But what? Reg, you can't leave the tea overnight and then just warm it up again. Why not? It'll be revolting. Oh, that don't matter. Doesn't matter? My tea always tastes horrible. Does it? It's supposed to. What if someone drinks it? It's an acquired taste. I'm sure it is. Brian is going to pop in for a minute, but he can't stay. Oh, that's a real pity. I was hopeful. His lift goes at eight, that's all. But he'll be back? Yeah, and he'll spread the word amongst all the travelling cats. Are there lots of them then? What? Travelling cats? Oh yeah, loads. But what? don't humans... Oh yes, humans call them feral for some reason. Bit odd that though, isn't it? Well, like we always say, humans don't understand us at all, do they? No. Anyway, I brought a new recruit with me. Really? Oh yeah, and does he need it? Reg? Yes? Where? Where is he? Who? Your new recruit. Oh, he's outside. And? Don't panic, Lula. He is a cat, not a chicken or any other animal in disguise. And he cannot speak Albanian. And what's more, he'd never even heard of Tuvalu. Oh, good. He's just constructing an alibi outside. Constructing an alibi? Yes. And why does he need to do that? Very sensible in his situation. I don't understand. Lots of grief on his street. His owner's just got served with an asbo. Some of the other residents have been threatening him because they're so terrified of his owners, it's the only way to get back at them. I still don't see why he needs an alibi. Safety first, Lula. Safety first. If you say so, Reg. All right, Brian. Who's the cat head first in the bush outside, sticking his ass in the air? Ah, uh, you've met Norman. Norman? Our first recruit. That's good, then. Is it? Oh, yes. Um, Brian? Yes. I can't help but notice the accent. Ah, <laughs> fooled you, didn't I? Well, not quite, because I can see you. Do I need a disguise, then? I don't think so. I'm... Good. I'm practising the accent, you see, so I fit in when I cross the barrier into the north. Right. Anyway, must be off. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, then. Oh, yeah, definitely. Reg? Yes? Is Norman any fit state to attend? I think so. What exactly was he doing? Searching for bugs. Bugs? But he could catch them any time. Not those sort of bugs. Oh no? You see, our Norman has become very paranoid of late. Has he? Oh yes. And he thinks the bushes are bugs? In short, yes. Bugged by who? He don't seem very sure because he's always talking about... Then. And he's that first new member? Yeah, he really needs this too. Wow, we must help those who need it. Indeed. Extending a paw to those who think they're all alone. Wherever another cat struggles with the consequences of alcoholic and addictive behaviour on the part of a human, we are responsible. Anyway, Reg, you still haven't explained about the tea. What about it? 
Why did you make it last night? A matter of expediency. Explain. I had to make tea twice to prevent cross-contamination. Right. Weren't the chickens in last night? Yes, they were. And they didn't drink the tea? Oh, no, but one of the buggers wanted to practice diving into the urn. He what? It was a she, actually, and she wanted to practice her diving. And you didn't find this in any way peculiar? Seemed a reasonable enough idea to me. I don't believe you sometimes. You see, Lola, on the farm, the chickens only have access to cold water due to the tyrannical actions of the farmer's daughter, who is also poisoning her father too, allegedly. Hang on, Reg. What? What were they expecting? Who? The chickens. Oh, you see. Oh, there you are, Norman. Right. A word of any? What? Both. Only four. Only four? Is that a record? Yeah, certainly for this area. And you're here to join our group, Norman. Oh, yeah. Although I just need to lie down for a bit. That's okay. You've got half an hour. Bugs. Very tiny. And you know what? What? It's not the government. No? No. I'm surprised. Are you? Well, if there are bugs, we have no idea what we're up against, do we? Not yet, no. So? What? We have a new member. Yes, time to celebrate. Celebrate? With? No rage. What? No tea. Ah, I want thinking of tea. No, I'm shocked. I have acquired an entire bag of chicken dreamies. What some clueless human left in their open garage. Their open garage? Yes. Is that true, Reg? Of course it is. So we're not drinking tea because you made it last night for the chickens to dive in. That was an act of mercy. An act of mercy? Chickens wanting to participate in the category Gallus Gallus for the Farmyard Games later this year will be at a distinct disadvantage if they're not rehearsed in warm water. But... What? You've not cleaned it, have you? Now, that... That is where you will be shocked. Really? You see, I made the lukewarm tea in the urn so they could take diving practice. Then, during their meeting, I cleaned the urn and all the pots. You didn't. I did. Wow. Don't be so shocked. It's difficult to believe, Reg. Is it? Yes. Why? Because you never clean up. You pride yourself on it. But this was special circumstances. I see. And what about tonight's tea? I made that after I cleaned everything last night. Why? What? Why last night? Because, my dear, I knew I might be delayed tonight. Delayed? By Norman. He doesn't look very well. He's all right. Is he? He looks like he's been dragged for a hedge backwards, Reg. Well, he has. Just not by someone else. No? You wait till he tells his story. Well, if he wakes up, he can start the meeting. Yeah, if he wakes up. But if he dies... No, Lula. What? No defeatism. There, look, he's awake again. We need to go for a shit round here. I'm clanging. Oh, that is a moot point. I can't hold on much longer. Neither can I, actually. Reg? What? What are you? I shouldn't have tested the tea. Probably not. I'm in pain. This way, Norm. We'll get started when you're back. No problem. It's safe out here now. Is it? I removed the books, didn't I? Oh yes, the books. Perhaps I should have stored them somewhere else. You didn't. Perhaps. Oh dear. Well, there we go. Well, Brian the cat came back, but not for long. No. And he was putting on a northern accent because he's got to go up north and he seems to think that'll make him more accepted. A geographical move. Um, Norman the paranoid cat. I'm not sure whether we'll see him again, but we won't see him again for a while, mm-hmm. even if we do. Mm-hmm. What is with Norman checking for books and things? That's just, it's just, it's just outrageously funny. I, I love it. I like well, well, cats. We, we ought know. to try and keep him for a bit longer if you can do. I'll bring him back. Yeah, definitely. yeah. You know, I'll I'll bring him back. I like definitely. Him. I like Norman. And actually, for once, we didn't have any other animals coming. We um, didn't have a dog coming or and an saying, 
an alpaca, a, a chicken, chicken, a disguised chicken, <laughs> a toad. <laughs> the next section we ended up with was my week in recovery. In, yes. In a sense, the interview is talking about recovery. My week in recovery is talking about all the things I'm now able to do. Yeah. Because... I'm in recovery. Just the simple things in life. Well, actually, you didn't have before, and, and now you've got you've got them. And this came to me very strongly. It hit me during lockdown. There was this open stretch of time that I'd not had since I last drank, and, uh, and I had to create my own routine. Yeah. And in the course of creating my own routine, mm -hmm. I started playing the piano again, taking time to sit down reading books again. Mm -hmm. It gave me time to reflect. It gave me time to look at what I'm able to do because I'm not in my pyjamas I've been wearing for three weeks, staggering about blindly. Yeah. And it is important that we don't just talk about recovery, as it were, but also about those fringe benefits we get. I think it's important to talk about the connections we make that aren't just about AA and NA, that are about us walking over that bridge into joining the world again. Yeah. It's like the AA book says about being a citizen of the world mm -hmm. and having that bridge to normal living. Yeah, the things we threw out or, or destroyed and just having those things, little things back, make a world of difference. Yeah, and it's not, it's not about money, it's not about winning the lottery, no, it's not it about is. having a no. yacht in Portugal. No, it's, of course not. It's, it's about the things that perhaps I didn't expect to get back and, and things that I enjoy doing that I'd forgotten about. And, and that happens too. Yeah. And I will rescue my trumpet at some point. It's, it's <laughs> calling to me, it's calling week, to me. And, and it will doubtless need fixing, so I'm going to have to go and find a trumpet shop. Yes, I will eventually play you a fanfare. Assuming I can remember how to do it. Yeah. Right, our next section. Um, and this, this came about one morning. And I thought, why not do a weather report? And, and so I wrote this thing, and until last week, the weather report was just indicative of utter chaos. He didn't know what the map was, he didn't know which room he was in, they didn't know what was happening. But last week, he actually delivered the weather. Huh? He did, didn't he? he now, did. there is a very important news about Bill, Bob, Brian, whatever he's actually called. Mm -hmm. He has actually gone to rehab. Oh. Because after he read the, the weather last week, he was so happy he celebrated by going to the pub. Um, so, uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously, he then ended up being found headfirst in a bush by a policeman oh. at three o'clock in the morning, was taken to A&E, and, and he was, in fact, able to access the rehab process fairly quickly. Good. Once they'd sorted out his scratches and his other wounds yeah. and ascertained just how physically ill he was inside, right. he made a phone call. Are we um, to carry on with our weather? We are going to carry on with it. It will come back, but we don't know where Teresa is. She's gone AWOL. Um, um, and, Teresa, and yeah. Bill, Bob, Brian is in rehab, so it's a question of whether Teresa is back next week. I'll we'll watch have to, this space. We'll have to see, won't we? We'll see if we can get hold of her. See where she is. So, so that one's hanging in the air, the weather report. Yeah. The next section was excuses and lies, the, the idea being we've all done it and any addict or alcoholic will identify with these 
Yeah. And in fact, anyone who's lived with an addict or alcoholic yeah, will identify with these. I say one thing, but I mean another. Completely. And I'm going to give you whatever version of me suits me to get what I want from you. From you. And these ridiculous ideas like, my head's falling off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in my stuff. No, I can't do that. Is it can't or is it won't? Mm-hmm. And it's too difficult. Why do I need to do this every day? Fear. A lot of excuses and lies are fear-based, yeah. And it's something that we perhaps learn to recognise in ourselves over time. Yeah. And this is another thing that rehab challenges. Mm. It challenges my refusal to accept the truth, but also my way of delivering the truth in a way that suits me. Mm -hmm. While a lot of these excuses and lies are very funny. They will always be a barrier to recovery. I hope we've managed to explain what we do and how we do it. We've covered most of it. And I hope there haven't been too many dropouts in the recording, because when I started doing this this morning, it kept dropping out. Yeah, um, what, we on take seven? No. Uh, well, no, 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 not quite take seven, <laughs> but I, don't, I think probably about take five. Yeah. yeah. But hopefully we've managed to explain um, what we do and how we do it. Well, I'm saying you've got a better understanding. Yeah. Oh, well, you didn't know. <laughs> oh, great. What I have just, I done? I just turn up and pretend to be a cat. Well, what have I done? I've, Created I've done, a monster. What have I done? Well, I'll tell you what, next time we do this, yes. in, in a couple of months' time, Reg will do it, okay. because I'm sure that will explain the whole thing much, much better. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, just a last, uh, last thing, with social media, Reg has his own Instagram account, which is actually Reg Alacat, R-E-G-A-L-A-C-A-T. There is a Recovery Central Twitter, and we are on the Recovery Central page through Changes UK. So next week, we've got Better Happy coming in. Yeah. We will have more of what we've just talked about, apart from the weather report, because we don't know if Teresa's coming back or not. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I think we'll wrap up there. And as we have said before, if anything that's been mentioned in today's podcast has affected you or you know to affect anyone else, please seek help. There's plenty of it out there. Uh, Don't suffer in silence. And I'll leave it there. Goodbye, Richard. Goodbye, Goodbye, Ronnie. See you next week. Good morning. See you next week.